you have your Bibles this morning, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. The Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 29. John 1, 29. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this wonderful day that you have provided us to come to your house and worship you. This is not just an ordinary Sunday. You have provided this day that we might celebrate the greatest event in world history. That is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because through this resurrection, we have hope. We have hope of heaven and we have hope of eternal life. And we thank you, Jesus, that you were willing to come and provide this for us. You did not deserve it. But because of your grace, your mercy, and your love toward mankind, you became the Lamb of God. We pray your blessing now upon this word and upon each one who listens, that they might, our Father, hide thy word in their heart, that they might not sin against you. And if there's someone here today that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, as their personal Savior, that this might be the hour that they'll do that. And we pray it all in His name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. A mascot is an animation that represents a, a sports team or an organization. It's uh, the icon that usually did the, uh, demonstrates the strength and the power or the bravery of a group of people. For example, the Chapmanville Regional Tigers or the Marshall Thundering Herd. And we think of the strength of those types of mascots or in reality, if you would see a thundering herd but God chose a less intimidating symbol to characterize his son. He chose the lamb. The lamb is a picture of humility and meekness. In his human form, Jesus was, but soon we'll see a different side. He will have his ultimate potency that's to come. At the age of 30, Jesus began his earthly ministry. And he came to John the Baptist at the Jordan River and he said to John the Baptist, I want you to baptize me. And he did. And as he saw Jesus coming toward him. In John 1, 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, why did they call Jesus a lamb? Why did they call him? Why did John call him a lamb? Why did God choose the lamb to be the symbol of his mighty son? Before I look at this and answer this question, let's look at 
what Jesus was before he became the Lamb of God. Turn with me, if you would, to uh, the Gospel of John again. Actually, the same chapter that I asked you to turn to to start with. John chapter 1. And let us read. Where was Jesus? What was he doing before he became the Lamb of God? John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, capitalized. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now notice something about this. This Word, this person who was in the beginning with God, all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him. And the world knew Him not. Turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and verse 2. Hath in these last times spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And then to the Apostle Paul's writing concerning what was, who was Jesus, what was he doing prior to the time that he came as the Lamb of God. Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 16 and 17 for by him, Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And so to answer the question... What was Jesus doing prior to him becoming the Lamb of God? Well, he was the creator. He was the creator. No matter what your science teacher or your uh, psychology teacher or whoever you listen to tells you how the world came into existence, we just read it to you. In the beginning, God, Jesus, created the heavens and the earth. That's what Jesus was doing. He was creating. And then it was time for him to come and do the greatest act on your behalf and my behalf, and that is to die for our sins. And he became the Lamb of God through the virgin birth and through a sinless life. He went to that cross and became the Lamb of God. So Jesus, the innocent Lamb of God, Jesus did not struggle Jesus did not resist. Jesus did not fight back when he was arrested, while he was facing the death of the cross. Turn with me to the prophecy. Uh, 600 years prior to uh, Jesus coming as the Lamb of God. Oh, Brother Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53. He prophesies and he says in verse 7, He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Now dare to see that every man's sitting here today, if someone would come to you and punch you in the face, that you would have the instinct to retaliate. Amen? Amen. 
Even some women said that. Amen. <laughs> but Jesus, when they reviled him, he did not revile back. Notice, as, as we read on there, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Let's turn to Mark chapter 15. Jesus was arrested. He was brought before the religious trial and before Pontius Pilate. And we see as he was questioned and interrogated, verse 3 of chapter 15, and the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answer thou nothing? Behold, how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Turn to Peter's account of this situation. First Peter chapter number 1. And verse number 2, uh, 21, I'm sorry. 1 Peter 2, 21. <clears throat> For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was there guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who is on his own self, bore our sins in his body on the tree, that he being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. Hebrews chapter number 4 continues to give us witness that Christ did not retaliate, that he was the innocent Lamb of God. Hebrews 4.15 For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet what? Without sin. Sinless, sinless Lamb of God. Now this sin, sinless Lamb of God is prophesied through the bondage of the Hebrew people back in the book of Exodus chapter 12. We see that God, when Pharaoh had the Hebrews in Egyptian bondage, that God allowed Moses to perform ten major judgments upon the uh, people of Egypt and the Pharaoh. The final judgment was that the firstborn would be smitten by the death angel if Pharaoh did not let the Hebrews go into the land of promise. And so what was going to release them what, how would they be released from this bondage? The innocent lamb again comes into play here. 
Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. Moses said, Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of the month they shall take they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the house shall be too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto the house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall he take and count the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out of the sheep or out of the goats, and ye shall keep it unto the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the house wherein they shall eat. And so we see an innocent lamb provided the way for two million Hebrew people to escape Egypt, go across the Red Sea, and eventually make it to the Promised Land. So Jesus was the innocent lamb of God. Secondly, Jesus was the sacrificial lamb of God. So the question is, well, when was he sacrificed? Well, preacher, you ought to know that. That's what we're here today, to celebrate that he died for us. But do you realize that in all accountability, he really didn't die just physically on Calvary 2,000 years ago? Well, when did he die? Turn with me to Ephesians. Paul says... In chapter 1, that this was not something that was just all of a sudden thought of. It was something that God had planned from the very beginning of his thought for mankind. In Ephesians 1 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He chose us before the foundation of the world. Now turn to the revelation. Well, when did Jesus, when was it considered that he should die for us and become the sacrifice? Chapter 13 of the book of the Revelation and verse number 8. Now the first part of this verse is speaking about the Antichrist, but notice the last part. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, that is the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb. Notice, when? Slain from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit counseled together and they come up with the plan of salvation to save you and I. The Lamb of God, Jesus, knew from the foundation of the world that He would be slaughtered 
on our behalf. The innocent Lamb of God. Notice 1 Peter. What he says about this innocent sacrificial Lamb. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 19. 1 Peter 1, 19. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily, notice this, take note, who verily was foreordained before, what? The foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, Calvary might as well have already taken place because Jesus was determined as the sacrificial lamb of God to come and die for us. Now, did the Romans crucify Jesus? Did the Jews crucify Jesus? Well, they did, but you know what? Jesus didn't have to be crucified. He could have said, I'm not going to do it, and it wouldn't have taken place. But because he loved you and I so much, what did he do? John chapter 10, verse number 17. The Gospel of John 10, 17. Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man, no Roman, no Jewish soldier, I lay down my, my life, myself, I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This is the commandment that I received from my Father. You see, no one twisted Jesus' arm. The Father didn't say, you have to go. Jesus volunteered to come. Step off the throne of God in all His glory, worshipped by all the angels, and condescended down to become one of us. So we could understand, who is God? Look at Jesus, His Son, and you'll understand who God the Father is because Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God. He was the sacrificial Lamb of God. Now notice John 3.16. What about this Lamb? For God so loved the world that He what? Gave His only begotten Son. How did He then become this Sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice was it? How many of you have taken an art class in school or in college and uh, you've seen, I teach world history and, and uh, we're about to go into the Renaissance period and world history and all those famous uh, artists of the Renaissance that painted religious pictures and Christ hanging on a cross and a drop of blood coming out of this hand and a drop of blood coming out of this hand and a drop of blood coming out of his side. Even though I appreciate the fact that, that they did that and that, that has been, been a witness of, of the crucifixion, that is not a true reality of what Christ suffered. As we look in Isaiah chapter 53 again, notice the description of Christ, the sacrificial lamb, as is given by O prophet Isaiah. Verse number 4 of chapter 53. 
Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet did esteem him smitten. Now notice this phrase. Smitten of God and afflicted. God afflicted his son. Well, God allowed him to be afflicted, didn't he? The father allowed his son to be beaten for you. The the father allowed his son to take my punishment and your punishment. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed. The word, my friends, is vicarious. What does that mean? It means suffering. It means anguish. It means excruciating pain. It means sorrow. It means grief. Notice Isaiah chapter 52, verse 14. As many were astounded at his vesture, at his face, at his appearance, so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Notice chapter 53, verse 2. For he shall grow up before before him like a tender plant and like a root out of the ground. He hath no form, no comeliness. And when he shall, when you shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus was beaten so badly that he was unrecognizable. You might call him a piece of hamburger meat in the sense of the brutality that he suffered for you and I. Of all the movies that have been made about the life of Christ and the crucifixion, none can even compare to what the Bible teaches us he looked like. Even though we might think of the passion of Christ as being probably the one that would be more outstanding to give the example of what happened to him, it was even worse than what they could depict in Hollywood. And so we've looked at the innocence of the Lamb of God and the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, and now we want to look at the resurrection of the Lamb of God. Aren't you glad he did not just stay in that tomb? Amen? The conqueror of death, hell, the grave, and... Satan, praise the Lord. He is glorified and seated in heaven on the throne of God, making intercession for you and I currently. Currently, he hears your prayer. Currently, he sends strength. Currently, he he sends the uh, power of the Holy Spirit upon you to help you through and your guardian angels to watch over you. I need him. Amen. Amen. Notice, if you would, the revelation. Seated on the right hand of the Father. Chapter 1, the revelation. Verse number 18. 
Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have what? The keys to hell and of death. Turn to the Hebrew, book of Hebrews, chapter 2. He has the keys. Chapter 2, verse 14. Hebrews 2, 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus, also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is who? The devil. The devil. Prior to the resurrection, the devil had the power of death. People were not sure what even happened, though this Old Testament scripture gives us some sort of understanding. It was not a complete understanding until Christ resurrected. You see, when Christ died on the cross, that doomed the devil. When he resurrected, that sealed it because Christ brought the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and the defeat of Satan out of that tomb. Amen? Amen. And we have victorious life we can live today through the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ is seated. He is described in the Revelation chapter 5 as the Lamb who has resurrected from the dead. Notice chapter 5, verse 6. Revelation 5 and verse number 6. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though he had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, even forth unto all the earth. And he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him, the Father, that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, the, bo the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the scroll and to open it. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood by thy blood out of the every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto God a kingdom of priests and and shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels around about the throne of the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousands times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature that is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, I say, Blessing and honor and glory and power unto him that sitteth upon the throne unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forevermore. And so we see that this 
this innocent lamb became the sacrificial lamb, and now he's the resurrected lamb, and he is seated on the right hand of the Father. Now, one more scripture, chapter 5 of the Revelation. Now notice, this lamb, chapter 5 and verse 5. What has this lamb become? And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion. Oh, wow. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the scroll and to loose the seven seals. From a lamb to a lion. What is a lion to you and I? It's the king of the beast. The lion. No longer an innocent lamb, a sacrificial lamb, or a resurrected lamb. He is the king of kings. Amen? Amen. And the Lord of lords. Turn to the revelation. And we're going to look in chapter... Number 19, verse 11. He's coming again. And I saw the heavens open, John said, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness doth he judge and make war. Drop down to verse number 16. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written. What is it? Say it with me. King of kings. Lord of lords. He's coming again. As king of kings and lord of lords. They won't crucify him this time. They will bow before him. And they will be judged. Everyone according to his work. Aren't you glad that you're saved today? Amen. You won't stand in that judgment because you will be with the saints of God. And you will be that those four and twenty elders. It's a picture of the church that's in heaven worshiping Him. We will be there around the throne of God giving Him praise and glory and honor. And the army that comes out of heaven with Him as the King of kings and Lord of lords that's you and I. Riding with Him to the victory to set up His millennial kingdom and His rule in Jerusalem for a thousand years and for eternity. Amen? Amen. The King of kings. This Lamb of God. O Lamb of God. Precious Lamb of God. Aren't you glad you know Him today? Amen? Amen. As we bow our heads before Him, Maybe you're here today and you don't know Him personally. You have heard about Him, obviously, or you wouldn't be here this morning. You know Him as a person from the Bible. You've heard about Him and His story. Even today, you've heard most of His story. But there is a story part of this that needs to be completed. You see, he came to die. He was buried. 
He resurrected. He ascended back to the Father. He's coming again, but He wants you to be with Him. Amen? That's why He came, to save you and I from our sin through His blood. His blood was sinless. It was the blood of God shed on that cross. And when we say to Him in a prayer such as this, Dear Lord Jesus, if you're here today, you need to be saved. This is what you need to say to Him if you're sincere. If you're sincere, you need to say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me. And thank Him for dying on the cross in your place, in my place, that we could have hope and eternal life. Amen? That's what you need to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, today, there's room at the, at the cross for you. Did you know that? There's room. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Maybe you're here and you need to recommit your life. Maybe you're here and you haven't followed the Lord in believer's baptism. Maybe you're here and you haven't become a member of a local church. Maybe you're here and God is calling you into His service in some way. As a teacher, a preacher, a missionary, you don't know, but God is calling you to do something and you want to let God know you're willing to do that. That's your invitation today, to come. There's room at the cross for you. Father, we ask in the name of our Savior Jesus, the Lamb of God, who is the King, of kings and Lord of lords. If there'd be someone that needs to make a commitment or decision today, that they might. Let it be known here this morning in your house. For your name's sake we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It was our privilege on uh, Friday to have uh, a food giveaway, Easter basket food giveaway at the Logan High School Prayer Club. We had an assembly in the little theater before the folks received their gifts of food. And Brother Baston from the Mountaineer Missionary Baptist Church preached. And I gave an invitation like I just did. And I asked if there'd be anybody that would pray in their heart to receive Christ as their Savior. To let me know, not because I'm anybody, but the Bible says... If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so to confess that seals that decision. Well, no one, no one told me they did that. But later that evening, I looked on my cell phone and a lady had texted me and she said, I want you to know, uh, Mr. Gobby, that I prayed that prayer of salvation today in that assembly. And I'm so glad I came. Not just for the food, but because I received salvation. Praise the Lord. That's all you have to do is pray in your heart and believe. And God will save you. Just like that. And then He wants you to get busy for Him. Amen? Amen. Not because you're working your way to heaven, but because you love Him and you want to show Him that you are His child. And you want to please Him, your Father in heaven. Amen? As we stand and sing, there's room at the cross for you. If you would like to make that decision publicly, please come. If not, let me know as you leave. 487. 487.